All right, y'all may be seated. And it's my honor now to get to introduce one of my favorite people. Um, this is Pastor Suzanne Brantley. She's a retired Methodist pastor. And um, I met her in my first year of ministry on my walk to Emmaus. Um, she was one of the leaders of that. And I asked her if she would be my spiritual director. And she agreed and has been ever since then. I just won't let her go. I move around and I say, can we just keep this going? Um, and Suzanne is a wonderful speaker. People are asking her all over our conference to speak. And she's a fantastic pastor. If there are churches that are in need of healing or ministry, um, she often will go in the interim and help bring them back to life and get them healthy again. Um, she does a really great job. And so when I asked her, would you come and preach for me? And I'm going to get to sit and listen um, the Sunday after Easter. She said, of course she would. She'd be happy to because she loves Bee Creek United Methodist Church. So she also has good taste. Okay, so please welcome Suzanne Brantley. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I think Laura is one of the best pastors that we have in the Methodist Church. I'm not just talking this district. I mean, all of it. And uh, not too long ago, I got to thinking about things. And so I sent an email and I said, would you promise to do my funeral? And she said she would. So nothing imminent, you know, I just believe in taking care of business. <laughs> Something I needed to do. I'm comforted by that. Our reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 29. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind the locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side, and they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. One of the twelve disciples, Thomas, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands. Put my fingers into them and place my hand into the wound in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again. And this time, Thomas was with them. The doors were locked. But suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you. You know, he said that three times. That is the resurrection blessing there. Peace be with you, he said. And then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless anymore. Believe. My Lord and my God, 
Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. This is the word of God. And it is true, and you can believe it. Let us pray. Father, we are thankful that we're here in this place today, in this sanctuary, this holy place, that you have given to be worshipped in. Father, thank you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Move among us. Touch our hearts. Enter our minds that we may hear your word and be blessed. In the name of Jesus, amen. This Sunday, the Sunday after Easter, the church calls Low Sunday. I have a friend who calls it Cannonball Sunday. And because usually attendance is so low that you could shoot a cannonball through the church and not hit anyone. (laughs) But y'all aren't like that. You are not. And that is not why it is called Low Sunday. It is called Low Sunday because that is how it often feels. Easter was great. Did y'all have a great Easter service? Lots of flowers and, you know, singing and wonderful things. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And so, so Easter was great. But now, just a few days past, we find ourselves sometimes a, a little distance from that Easter joy. And we wonder, was it all a dream? Is God's love stronger than the forces of evil and despair? Did God really defeat death in the resurrection of Jesus? The questions are Easter questions, and they are important. And upon their answer stands life or death for us. So I am glad you are here today. And I am so glad that I am here today. I want to tell you three things that you can bet your life on. That it is the solid rock. You can stand on it. You can bet your life on these three things. So I am glad you're here. I am glad about it. Now, the first one is the cross. We're going to go back a week. The cross. The second one is the empty tomb. And then three, we will get to doubting, pouting Thomas, for there is a great truth and blessing in that story. But first, the cross. That night in the upper room, Jesus eats the Passover meal with his disciples. He takes some of the wine and says, drink from it. For this is my blood of the new covenant. The covenant is an agreement between God and his people. And it is confirmed with his blood. He says, this is my blood of the new covenant. Which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. Poured out for the forgiveness of sin. Do you remember when John the Baptist was baptizing at the Jordan River 
And he sees Jesus coming. And he says, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That was Jesus. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Max Lucado wrote a wonderful thing. And he called it, Trust the Cross. He says, my dog's salty. Now, you know, I believe salty's got to be a white dog, don't you? (laughs) Don't you? And he's got to be a rather large dog. So, he says, my dog, Salty, knows he is not supposed to get into the trash. But let the house be human-free, and the dark side of Salty takes over. If there's food in a trash can, the temptation is too great. That's what happened the other day. I walked in, and I got mad, but I got over it. I cleaned up the mess and forgot about it. Salty didn't. He kept his distance. When I finally saw him, his tail was between his legs, his ears drooping. He thinks I'm mad at him. He doesn't know that I have already dealt with his mistake. Somewhere, sometimes, we all get tangled up in the garbage, don't we? And sometimes we think that God will not possibly want to have anything to do with us. If that is you filled with despair, trust the cross. Trust the cross. Come to Jesus. I wish I had a little cross to give each of you to carry with you. So you could look at it and be assured that you are free. That you are forgiven as far as the east is from the west. I didn't think about getting you one until yesterday afternoon. And I live in Menard. You can't find anything. But I wish I had. I wish I'd thought earlier. And I had one to give you, a little one, something nice, you could put in your pocket and look at it and love Jesus. Until then, you might just draw a picture of a cross and put it in your car where you can see it. Trust the cross. The question was, is God's love stronger than the forces of evil and despair? You bet. You bet it is. Second, the work of the empty tomb. The angel said, who are you looking for? Jesus has risen just as he said. He is not here. And with those words, everything changed. Everything, everything, everything changed. Let's look at what this means to to us, to you and me, because Jesus tells us. Okay, he's in Bethany, and he will soon raise Lazarus from the dead, and he's talking to Martha. They're walking to the place where Lazarus is buried, and he tells her, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. 
He who believeth in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believeth in me will never die. And he says, do you believe this? When I'm saying really important things, I like King James language. Believeth. You know, that makes it stronger, doesn't it? I think it does. And listen to John 3.16. For God so loved the world. Why? That he gave his one and only son, that whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what it means to us. And in John 14, 19, Jesus says, Because I live, you also will live. Death has been overcome. That old enemy, death, is overcome. Uh, about a long time ago, 1992, I got to go on a trip to Israel. And let me urge you, if you can, to go on the trip that is being offered here. It's truly life-changing. It's a good trip to go on. But anyway, this one I went on, for, there was a five-day extension to Egypt, and it was only $500. So, you know, you go. Got to Egypt and went to that museum where the King Tut display, exhibit was. And sat and walked along looking at the treasures. There was that golden mask that we're all familiar with. There was a carriage there made of ebony. There was jewels that you would not believe, gold. And after a while, you just got tired. You know, so much stuff. And right there, Jesus spoke to me. He said to me, my tomb was empty. Huh? Amen? <laughs> my tomb was empty. No junk, no stuff. Because he had risen. He had risen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, our question there. Did God really defeat death in the resurrection of Jesus? Yes. Yes, he did. Fear not. It is the promise. It is the witness of the empty tomb. And we can trust that promise. Now to Thomas. Thomas is not there when Jesus came. And when he gets back, he is greeted with the story that Jesus was there and has appeared to them. Well, I imagine Thomas felt laughed out, don't you? I know if it was me, I would feel like, well, he could have waited. You know? What am I? Am I nothing here? And so they're all telling Thomas. And so he says, unless I see him. Unless I see the nails, the nail, the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the in his side, I will not believe. He's not going to believe them. 
Because he's kind of mad. That is just how it was with Thomas at that time. And the term doubting Thomas came into our language. But then Jesus came. Did he get angry at Thomas, berate him, say, how disappointed I am in you, Thomas? No. He stands before Thomas and offers his body. Touch my hands, my side. Put your hand there. Believe. Jesus said. You know, we all have doubts from time to time. There are times when God is silent. There are times when God is silent. We might say, do I need God so much I kind of imagined that? And do we think that God will not love us if we question what did Jesus do? He gave Thomas what he needed to believe. As I was reading this, I got to thinking, this is the risen Christ, and why weren't the wounds healed? Did you ever think about that? Why weren't they healed? Well, for one thing, they're a witness that this is really him. Because you see, all of those disciples now, and they're wonderful people, but they ran. They ran before the hammer hit first nail. Jesus said, it's me. Here, look. I believe, this is just me, I believe that when he comes in his glory and we see him, I believe that as we take his hands, we'll feel the roughness of those scars. We will see them. And we'll know it is our Lord. In your life today, is there a doubt? A place that is empty, that needs filling with grace and presence. Is there a door to be opened? Is there a request to make, a search to begin? If there is, remember the lesson of Thomas and ask. Speak what you need. I guarantee that Jesus will be there. He is our provider. We make a mistake if we do not speak that which we desire. For he loves us. And now to the good part for all of us here today. When Thomas sees, when Jesus comes back and Thomas sees, he falls to the ground and says, I believe, I believe. And Jesus said, that's good, Thomas, that's real good. But then Jesus says, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Here it is. Blessed are those, now listen, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Who is that? 
That's us. That's us. That's who Jesus was talking about. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Hallelujah. Jesus says we are blessed. Do you know what blessing means? I'll tell you. It means to speak well of, to praise, to endow with favor. That is what Jesus says of us. We have favor. We have favor. Why don't y'all smile? <laughs> that is such good news. <laughs> we have favor. We are blessed because we believed. What we have not seen, we believe. And Jesus says we are blessed. So today, would you receive that blessing for yourself? Would you? Would you say, Lord, I do that. I'd receive your blessing. Say yes. 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 Receive that blessing, that favor. Easter is just the beginning. Just as the risen Christ came back and transformed Thomas from skeptic to believer, so Christ changes us. He changes us if we will have it, if we will permit it. He changes us. Please live your lives abundantly. Live them abundantly. Enjoy the fact that you're blessed. Remember the cross. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. It's just like Max cleaned up after the dog, you know, and the dog still thinks he's in trouble. No, it's over. He's cleaned it up and made it okay. You are like that. The Lord Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. The cross. You, will, you are an eternal being. You are an eternal being being you have eternal life Jesus never does say well you will have he always says you have it's a fact it's a done deal he he rose from the dead you have eternal life and like Thomas you're blessed you're blessed so Live abundantly. Trust the cross. Believe the witness of the empty tomb. And receive your blessing. Because you see, this is the beginning. Easter has just begun. <laughs>